Hello and welcome. That's my bit. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> hey guys, right. welcome to Let's Talk Common Sense with me, Mike Omani. This is our very first episode, so or webby cells or audio cells. I don't know what it's called, but it's our first one. And I hope you enjoy it. We've got a great guest with us uh, today. He can't stop laughing, but he has to stop because I'm doing the introduction. You say great like you mean it. <laughs> but um, before we get into things, let me take you through uh, the headlines today, which we're going to be discussing uh, with our guest a bit later on as well. Number one, Brexit. Of course, you can't get away from Brexit. Just six hours ago, we learned that Theresa May is going to push forward with her Brexit deal even after yet another defeat. MPs voted against the motion endorsing the government's strategy by 303 to 258 with 66 Tories MPs abstaining. Right? Uh, she said she's going to go back to Brussels within days and we're going to hear from her again. She, she has ridiculous resilience. I don't know where she gets it from, but I'll give her that. Uh, number two, uh, East Yorkshire MP David Davis, name ring a bell cause for HS2 to be scrapped. Now, HS2 is this high-speed railway, if you like. It's going to be linking London to Manchester, to Leeds, to, 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 to Birmingham, essentially London to the north. Uh, it's, it's costing a lot more than we thought it would cost, and there's now talks about whether it should be scrapped or not. Uh, another headline for you, school children striking. I know, over climate change, believe it or not, Pupils have been walking out, pupils rather, um, at schools around the UK have been going on strike about the global, uh, as part of a global campaign about climate change. You know, they said save our planet. There is no planet B. I seem to remember some people chanting. And lastly, this is quite interesting, a British woman who fled to Syria as a schoolgirl to join IS or Islamic State uh, wants to come back. Uh, I'm going to talk about all of that. But before we get into all those beautiful things, I want to talk common sense regarding Liam Neeson. <sighs> Liam Neeson. Now, some of you may be thinking, Liam Neeson, is that the Taken guy? Yes, he is. However, recently he's been known as the racist guy because of a couple of comments he said a couple of years ago. I say couple, it was 30 years ago. He uh, said, promoting a new film, being asked about when he's ever felt the need for revenge, which is what the film's about. He spoke up a story uh, which uh, uh, you know, involved him about 30 years ago where someone he knew uh, very closely was raped. He then asked the person lots of questions about the person uh, who raped uh, 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 them, and they said that he was black. And then he said he walked around with a, a koch or kosh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Essentially, he walked around with a blunt object, if you like, for a week looking for a black person who potentially would uh, approach him, who he could kill. And he said he did that for a week. And after a week, he realized it was wrong and he sought help. Apparently, he was power walking to, uh, to feel better, you know, power walking away the racism. <laughs> Some people have said. Anyways, he did all that stuff. Um, and now he's talking about vengeance and, and, and how that was a, a really low moment for him and how dark a uh, place he was in. Now, that was an honest story I think he told. And bear in mind, no one found this out online. He wasn't outed. He said this himself uh, with no pressure. And I think he said it to kind of evoke a discussion, if you'd like, maybe about revenge and vengeance and how we can overcome it, so to speak. Unfortunately, it wasn't received as that. Instead, people calling him racist. And this really bugs me for one reason, because... 
It speaks to the lack of nuance that we have in our current system where we can't have an adult conversation about issues without people resorting to name calling. Now, might it be the case that he was being racist or he's been racist? Yes, probably, probably, right? Everyone's you know, probably done something they shouldn't have done at some stage. But this was not the story that depicted that. This story depicted a man blindly fueled by rage looking to take out his revenge on uh, someone who's part of the tribe. I mean, we all know about tribalism. This is how mafias typically operate. If you annoy me, I'm, I try to get someone who's from your mafia and hurt them. And then that way, channel my anger. Now, is he wrong? Is he, you know, does he feel vindictive for this anger? No, he doesn't. He's actually very sorry about it. And in Hollywood, where we hear reports all the time about people doing stuff wrong, um, uh, no one's ever complained about Liam Neeson being racist. In fact, black activists and black actors stood up for him and said, no, he's not racist. But unfortunately, where we could have had a great debate about vengeance and revenge and things like that, we are instead calling for him to be cancelled, this cancel culture thing, or calling for his films to be burnt. How do you burn films on Netflix? I don't know how you do that. But essentially, people are calling for all sorts of different things. And it bugs me because this is a great opportunity to talk, to talk about something else. And that's the thing, to, 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 to shock some people. He said, if it was a ginger person, he would have done exactly the same thing. If the person said, oh, I was raped by a really short man, he would have run out looking for a short man. But people don't want to hear that. They say, oh no, he's only doing this because it was black. I'm not quite sure that's the case. But there you go. That's me offloading some steam on the <clears throat> Liam Neeson situation. Now, like I said, there's someone else in the studio. So I want to welcome Alfie. Now, Alfie, what did you make of that monologue? About Liam Neeson? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was 30 years ago. I think that's the big part that nobody's really, really mentioned about it. And he also, he also came out and he said, he, the, the kind of the purpose of him saying it was to say, I was wrong. That was the wrong way to think. And, and, and it seems to be that he's not been, it's not been rewarded for that, but it's been the opposite. And like to admit to a mistake, I think is a, is a, is a good thing. But the way it's been presented is completely confusing. It took a while for me to even understand what the actual situation was. It seemed like something he said yesterday when I first saw it. So I think it just kind of highlights the, um, the, the sort of the, the, the weak coverage on it and the emotionally driven attitude to it, um, which is disappointing for me. You know what? That's actually a very good kind of insight. He, he said this story retrospectively right. to show that he was wrong. That's what he's trying to do here. Say, he's repenting, guys, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, this yeah. was a low moment for me, and I'm sorry, and I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. And it's been received as a, you're a racist. And it's like, whoa. So is, is, is prejudice or racism the incurable disease, or can people actually learn and become better after once being racist? Exactly. Well, that's the kind of point. It's like, if you said something when you were two years old that was racist, does that make you a racist for the rest of, for the rest of your life? I mean, hopefully not, because that would mean that a lot of people would be racist, and there's not, there's not room in society for racism to reduce in that case because like once okay. a racist is always a racist yeah. so that's what's very very problematic about it well Alfie you've spoken well but people might be thinking who are you who's this random guy is he Liam Neeson's cousin everyone knows that <laughs> is he Liam Neeson's brother racist I mean <laughs> so do you want to explain to people just a little bit about who you are and why you're here uh yeah so I'm here um 
because I mean paid to be here. No, <laughs> no I'm... Um, the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a big part of the network, Common Sense Network. I'm the executive manager, so I do all the university tours, all the live debates, all the panel shows, all the stuff that's in person, such as right now. Because what can happen with things like the Liam Neeson situation is there's a lot of... Uh, there's a high-octane Piers Morgan type emotional response online. I like to bring debates into person. I think that's where they're best held, and I think that's where we can get underneath these kind of issues. So that's who I am. Amazing. Now, I know that you love a good debate. And I know that. I always say to you. But yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think I I like discussing with people. I like my own opinion. And yeah. learning new things. No, no, I, I like learning new things, but I don't like debate. I think debates are kind of, you know, I think a lot of people shy away from debates because the idea of being one corrected yeah. kind of scares a lot of people, but also... You know, just that that kind of tension is something that you yeah. kind of run away from. Well, it's actually my personality type. Uh-huh. It's like the debater. It's like I crave it. I need it. That's <laughs> how genuinely. I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your personality type. So, is it, so your personality type is actually called the debater. Yeah, ENTP, the Maya Briggs. Yeah, it's the debater. It's like I love to challenge. I love to try and find holes in things. That's that's just who I am. So I can't shy away from that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's very very interesting. Um, and very fitting also. Well, let, well, let, let's go through some of these kind of headlines with you there um, and and see your perspective on them. Let's start with Theresa May. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this this new defeat that she's been handed? I mean, she doesn't seem to care. In fact, I think some of her her, uh, her, um, media people, if you'd like, people who she sends out to kind of go and battle for her in the media said that it's just a little hiccup. It's a speed bump. Every time she's defeated in parliament, it's spun as a speed bump, as Mm -hmm. as a little hurdle she has to jump over. I mean, do you buy that? It's hard to buy that. I mean, she seems to just be moving on as she was before, but it's yeah. hard. For, it's, I mean, it's hard for us to understand or see what kind of resolution is she going to find. What will that look like? Obviously, everyone's talking about the backstop. That would be the priority to sort that out. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn came out last week with a like a model solution for it, but it, but it's hard to tell. And I think the the people's vote campaign seems to have gone a bit quieter of late. Um, I mean, that was something I've always been skeptical about. The people's vote is those campaigning for a second referendum. Precisely, yeah. And then there's also the calls for a general election. But I think, like many, I feel very um, lost at sea, frustrated in a situation like this. It's hard to find clarity um, in terms of, because obviously some people are saying Theresa May is carrying on, she's strong, she's going to perceive that deal, she's going to achieve that deal. Then other people are saying, don't be silly. The EU are not going to move one inch. And even, yeah. yeah. And so, so, so for me, it's very difficult to understand. I mean, what, what do you think about it? Well, this is the thing. I think the EU has been very clear on their red lines and what they're not willing to do. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. The truth is, they know what a no deal would mean for us. I mean, mm-hmm. all, the, all the political forecasters have put their thoughts out there. It would be a disaster, they've said. No one's prepared for no it. No one's prepared for it. Everything would go haywire. There'd be no cheese. They could start preparing we, for it What now. will we yeah. do without cheese? There's, there's all these kind of stuff uh-huh. there's been all these ap- apocalyptic claims that have been put out there so because they know that they, 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 you know, they've got the power they've got the leverage they know what we're avoiding and they know that they can always dangle that in front of us if we don't behave properly now I think and I've thought about this a great deal I think it's really hard <laughs> what's what to, hard <laughs> what, what to do next because as you said everything has cons and at this stage with such a multi-layered and multi uh, kind of multi-faceted issues such as Brexit it can be hard to, to, to know where to go next. And I think the best thing we can do now is a second or a general election. What do you think about that? Not referendum, general Not election. Re- yeah, I, I, that was a, a Freudian slip, if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think what we need next is a general election because the big issue we have now is we have a parliament that has remained 
for the most part. And we have a demos, at least based on uh, the, the referendum result, that's leave. Yeah. And those two things are at odds with each other. Now, mm-hmm. the only way you can get a parliament that actually perfectly or to a great degree more than now represents the people it, it kind of serves as if we have a general election that way we can do two things one is vote for mps that perfectly reflect the views of the demos um, and also through our vote and kind of you know have a second referendum if you'd like well i think there's kind of two problems there's, there's two potential problems with what you're saying I yeah mean, the, the first one you said we have a demos who wants to leave yeah and and, and a lot of people would argue that's no longer true so a lot of people would argue we have how a- would you know that I don't, but but I mean maybe merely from the I mean I don't because we haven't done the vote, but merely from the statistical point of view that a lot of people who voted to leave are quite frankly dead, and then a lot of people who wanted to remain are now coming people into voting. People who voted for leave are dead. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who were. Hold on, what do you mean they're dead? It was only dead, two years dead, ago. Dead means not alive, and a lot. So, of you, people... so you think in the last two years? Yeah, yeah, but let me just finish my point. It's like people who voted leave, no, honestly, are now dead. Sorry. So how many people have died in the last But there's years? also the other bracket, the 16 to 18 no, bracket. No, 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 I've time. got to press you on this. Yeah. You're saying in the last two years... I'm not a funeral director. I don't know no, how many no, people no, 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 You said a lot of them have died. Some of them. Some of them. Okay, but some people them. die every day. What's your point? I'm saying the marginal difference between the people who died and the people so you who think are now... And the people who are now coming into voting age, that 16 to 18 bracket who weren't able to vote in the last one, who could vote in the next one, might be enough marginally to swing the balance. I don't know if that's true myself. I'm saying this is an argument whoa, that some whoa, whoa. people so, say. So you, no, you, so if, you, and for you, you to say really... that the demos, the demos wants to leave, that's a bit of a no, no, fragile no, that, That's not what I said. Assertion. I said, no, no, I am way more careful than that, Alfie. You should know me better than <laughs> Especially that. Especially around me. Here's what I said. No, here's what I said. I said that based on the referendum result, yeah. based on that, it's clear that the majority of, the, of the, dem- the, the, the democratic will in the UK is to leave the European Union. That is the reality, right? You say a lot of people have died based on how you feel, or lots of people have died. But I don't want a second referendum, by the way. No, it's okay. But I'm just saying it's really, really kind of hard for you to make that claim that in the past two years enough people have died and it's enough of a statistical yeah. uh, factor that we have to have a you know somehow think about things again i don't think that's i it. know i know but i'm just saying things have changed and there are a certain portion of leave voters who yeah. have who have changed their mind now i don't know we could do a second referendum and leave could win again i mean that would be embarrassing to be honest that's, that's why really i think it's funny like, best out of three i would say i think it'd be i mean it'd be quite entertaining <laughs> definitely but it'd be very patronizing and embarrassing for everyone yeah. but um maybe that's the solution leave twice and then we just have to leave okay so 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 i'll tell you what just because we've got other things to talk about yeah i want to get your thoughts on hs2 because you are obviously in manchester yes yeah so what's your view it's 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 a, the, the the forecasts are it's gonna cut journey times down by 30 minutes yeah i mean i think the is ori- it worth it well I mean, the original point of hs2 is to distribute power to the north that was kind of the key thing because it's like we have this big problem concentration of wealth concentration yeah. of power into london if we get this quick train that's going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like, oh, well, we can build worlds in Manchester, like it's already happening in Media City, for example, Leeds, Birmingham. We can get all these cities as part of the power network of the UK. But the train only reduces the journey time by 20 minutes. So 30. it's like 30. Yeah, that's um, important to a Londoner. Yeah, but you see, but then you have the cost. Yeah. So it's like, we do, I mean, none of us know because it depends what source you look at. If you look at the HS2 website, it's like, improves the environment, 50,000 jobs. 50 billion in the UK <laughs> per one pound, 2.3 pounds in impact or whatever. And then if you look somewhere else, it would yeah. just say it costs 70 billion pounds. It's not worth it. And that's what, that's what David Davis said. I mean, obviously for me, I think of the, um, the train, what's the train in Japan? Is it the, um, the bullet train? 
right? Why did you shout that? Is that for more dramatic? When you say bit of bullet, yeah, because it's fast. Well, uh, be kind to people's ears. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the bullet train. So the um, See, now, now you sound like you're doing the S- uh, ASMR. <laughs> so I feel almost jealous because stop the, it. Um, so the, no, 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 let me finish my point. Though, me, I feel almost jealous because I'm kind of comparing our HS2, thinking it's going to be that revolutionary. But uh-huh. the thing is, it doesn't seem to be that revolutionary compared to the cost, say, for example. So that's the only doubt I have about it. But I am all for taking power, taking power from London and spreading it through. But maybe there's other ways to do that. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways. Um, yeah. The HS2 is really interesting. As a Londoner, I want things to be as fast as they possibly can. Sure. But at the same time, I think we do have to be kind of th- we we have to think about what's cost effective. And I, and I think so far we've. But here's the other thing: we've kind of started building it already. It's a bit. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they've started laying tracks. I'm sure they've started. Yeah. It'd be a bit weird to just kind of pause it and say, "Uh, oh, well, we're done now." So, so uh, there's, uh, there's a part of me that's like, "Finish what we started." We do you know the speed? The speed of it. Do you know the speed of it? I'm not too sure because it's I'm like sure. you've already got the Virgin train that's like two hours. Yeah. And you stand. But you stand up on that and you're like you know what I mean I couldn't imagine anything faster I, I think that's a bit of an over, over, uh, overstatement <laughs> but I, I want to be able to walk to the, to the toilet without problem like falling on somebody else something like that you go to the toilet a lot Alfie yeah for me this is a big consideration <laughs> okay, <laughs> but well, maybe not well, for everyone well, else the, the thing the, the, the story that's been getting me really thinking is about this uh, this British woman who fled to Syria right. who wants to come back now um, she fled to go and join the Islamic State group. Um, and uh, Sajid Javid is speaking about her being prevented from coming back into the UK. Um, what do you think about this? I mean, well, there's a, lot of de- there's a lot of details to consider. She wants to come back to the UK to bring up her, to her one child or her two to children. Have a, she says she wants to have a child. So she's pregnant at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, fine. Um, so I guess she's coming back. Well, she's saying now I've changed my mind. Yeah. I want to come back. I want to benefit from the education system. I've seen what's out there and, and I'm not for it. I mean, she had a... No, sw- no, no, that's not true. She yeah. said she doesn't regret her decision. She doesn't regret it. Doesn't regret it. So, so we can only assume she probably still supports the Islamic State. Right. But she says she wants to have her children here. Essentially, she wants to pick and choose when to be British and when not to be British. Right. And the question is, can you do that? Especially if you're joining a terrorist organization that's responsible for lots of deaths. But when you say be, be British, yeah. you're sort of saying that as soon as you... Um, it's like becomes as soon as you kind of sign up to the views of an organization that would, you would call anti-British yeah and that makes you then kind of that makes you no more British because yeah, you're choosing to not be British West. yeah absolutely yeah 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 no there is I, I guess there's always that suspicion as well that she could always um be performing some kind of objective from the inside or, or things like that yeah. I mean I guess she's been very very honest about the situation but it's hard for me to see that it's, it's, well, it's, I can understand why she's not being allowed back. See, I, I'm, I am so much more done with the story. Like, she should not be allowed back. Sorry, if you if you want to go to ISIS, yeah. pack a bag because <laughs> you will because you will not be coming. Honestly, because you can't just pick and choose when to hate the West, death to the West, or by to have a child. So I need to go back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, that's not how it works. But what does she actually do with ISIS? That that's. I don't think it matters. Doesn't the matter. Point is she went to go join them, and she's providing them. Even if she's going there to sing them songs or to give them moral support, you're joining. Daesh, you're joining this Islamic State uh, group that, that's responsible for mass murders. That I mean, it's crazy that you yeah. join that and think you could come back to the UK. Here's the thing, if she wants to come back, and mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's super totalitarian about this, but another part of me is really liberal and thinking, oh, well, if she wants to come back, then put her in the, in the court system and let her be tried and tested. And, and, and equally, I think that's another viable kind of solution is come back, but then be prosecuted. 
be prosecuted as a terrorist. And let's see how that kind of st- stacks up. And, and for her children, who I think rightfully deserve a place in the UK, because it's not their fault she moved there. Exactly, right? yeah. She can have her children here, but she must be prosecuted. She has to do the time. It's that old thing I heard when I was young. If you do the crime, Alfie, you've got to do the time. When you were young, ages ago. <laughs> ah, good <laughs> one. You, uh, so you're kind of saying that she should come back to the UK, she gets prosecuted, and then her kids are looked after by who? Oh, care, foster. I mean, there's lots of... You, that's a, to, so say, to kids, say that criminals, <laughs> criminals have to not go to jail because they have children. Like, sure. No. But, but you're, you're still arguing for the right for her children to... Yeah, yeah. I, I think her children should still have the right to be here. However, mm-hmm. the idea that she can come here and like kind of live free after making a decision to go and join ISIS, I yeah. just don't think that's... See, I kind of believe in losing the British citizenship. This goes to a, a much larger thing about you know whether you're civically engaged or not. I do believe that if you want to have the British kind of citizenship, you should be civically engaged. You should be voting. If you lived here your whole life, you've never voted, you've never taken part in the political process whatsoever, for me, there's a massive question mark in your citizenship. Because there's other people who would die to be here. Obviously, that doesn't make any sense because they couldn't be here. <laughs> but there's people who would give anything up to be here. We hear people swimming channels and, and people kind of going yeah. through all sorts of things to be here. And the idea that you would just be here and just be like, yeah, I just don't really care about anything. Politics is boring. <laughs> and it's like, really? Yeah. Well, I think the other thing about it is it, this is a more of a clear-cut case for yeah. her. Because it's like she, she, she decided to affiliate. She went over. So it's like she's in it. We know she's in it. But then it's like, where do you draw the line? Because you have people who are in the UK yeah. who themselves personally or with friends or whatever are, are signing up to ISIS ideas, even though they haven't... Well, if we find them, they've got to, they've got to lose their... So how do you work that? Like, them. What, we'll take them there. But at what point is it like I write something down saying, oh, I really like ISIS, I wish I could join them. Well, I, I, and that's I, that. I, I just think... Or, it's the, or I say something online. Yeah. Like, no, no. So, sorry to interrupt you. I, I get you. I just think it's the wrong time to talk about this discussion. Mm. Namely... Oh, where do we draw the line? We draw the line right now, clearly, at going to ISIS. How about that? How about getting on a Physically. plane and flying there? Let's start with the That's line. That's probably there. a bit of a no-no. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know, but there we go. There we go, Alfie. Um, now, what I want us to do is, um, I want us to... What do you want us to do? This sounds really bad. ASMR. Yeah, I'm trying to get, <laughs> trying to get this thing up. Because now we're going to talk about popular culture. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is obviously your your my domain. Yeah, I know. This is what you talk. You never stop talking about. Pop. You're so popular and That's so culturally lot. aware. Nah. <laughs> yes, I don't know this what you is, mean by popular culture, though. It, it means the culture that's popular. So, what's been happening in the news that you've seen, or what's been happening in popular culture that you'd like to talk about? That I'd like to talk about. Yeah. I don't know. Which put me on the spot like this. Well, that's what, welcome to Leicester Common Sense. <laughs> Um, well, we didn't really touch on the climate change, the, the climate change protest. I mean, I yes. heard you, I mean, we were talking about it earlier and you mentioned that you might deny it. I might deny climate, climate change. change. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> um, no, but I, it's interesting because Theresa May's response, which I think you were looking at before. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's she, quite interesting. she kind of said that because obviously for people who don't know a lot of, so I'm looking towards you now, for people who don't know, a lot of um, school children um, decided to not go to school. Yeah. in order to protest against climate change it's called there's no planet b um which which theresa may completely criticized well don't, we don't know how much she criticized it was, i feel like the the media did dig in on her but she kind of said that it's a it's a counterproductive thing to do these these children are, have bright futures and they're missing valuable school time to be engineers and sort this problem out themselves yes exactly um and um I, I think it's good to see that people that young are actually um 
Do they really know? But I don't know how effective because I was just literally on the way here on the tram, went past Manchester Library, and there were about twenty people holding up signs. And and obviously the the right to protest is a good thing, but sometimes you just think this is useless. It's like climate change is such a it's such a global issue. It's like even from one state perspective, you can't really address it because what's happening in China is still happening. So I mean, the I think we are in a bit of a crisis on that. On, on that on that front it's like how can school kids from the uk promote action but i mean you'd think that might be where it has to begin but i don't know what do you think about that I, I, well what one thing they wanted those who were trying to save our save our planets they wanted the government to declare a state of emergency and to declare climate change a priority um and and you know to, to the degree that's going to happen i'm not sure i'm not sure i mean i think brexit right now is taking up a lot of people's time so the idea that climate change will become a priority is, is not going to happen but also one thing that's quite interesting with the climate change debates people always say stuff like oh well you know when it starts becoming a proper issue like a real problem and i can see the effects yeah then i, then I won't listen so like uh, uh just last week uh another democrat threw, uh, threw their hat into the ring for the democratic uh for the presidency of the united states um, and she was making her announcement in, I think, Alaska. Or was it was somewhere really cold, and it was snowing. <laughs> whilst, it was snowing while she was giving the announcement. It yeah. was like heavily snowing, right? And Donald Trump tweeted about this. He was like, you know, first he just ridiculed her because we know he's a sexist, you know, racist uh, guy. So he just he just kind of, you know, true to to, to his character, dropped a couple of notes on that. Then he was like, how how ironic is it? No, let me do his, his accent. Here I go. Here's my go Donald on. Trump. How ironic is it <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that uh, said woman is 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 making a speech about climate change? It's gonna be the best one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he was like, "How oh, she's making a speech about climate change, but she's standing in the snow." <laughs> how ironic! Mm. I was like, "No, that's not how yeah. climate change works. Like, there's, there's still weather. It can still be hot and cold. The problem well, is, well, they're building a wall to protect themselves from it. So they're <laughs> yeah. be the fine. Great War, right? Like great in uh, Game of Thrones. But that's something that I really also have been thinking about a lot because they they use the. I mean, there's talks about using this emergency fund. Yeah. In the US to build this wall, and I mean, obviously, in many people's eyes, it's not an emergency. Well, it is. <laughs> But no, but I mean, for, for a lot of people, they would say that's not the deserved of bringing out this emergency fund, which would be brought out maybe in a state of in a state of war yeah. or, or complete crisis. And yeah. then obviously you get to a point like, how, I mean, logistically, who allows that emergency fund? And couldn't, couldn't it get to a point where the emergency fund is just used to fuel political leniencies? Could, uh, could a Democrat government come in yeah. and just say, like, we want to build up this small town, so we're going to use the emergency fund? It, it sets a really dangerous precedent, right. is what you're saying. But what's interesting about the whole climate change thing is, okay, whilst we don't feel the effects of climate change, some parts of Africa are feeling it right now. And this is the thing. So what we're saying isn't that oh, climate change doesn't affect, affect everybody. It just so happens that some people are being affected way more right now than other people. Yeah. And, and that's why it's a bit of an economic imbalance there where, where in the West we go, oh, it was sunny today. And it was it's a displacement, yeah. I mean, even, like, even today it's like, oh, it's really sunny for the time of year. And there's people like, thank God for climate change because yeah. it's not cold anymore. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Well, I'll tell you what, Alfie, we could speak forever, but unfortunately, that's it today. That, that flew that, that hour or, or, or however long this was. Um, but essentially, guys, this is the first episode, webisode. I, I promise by next week, I will know what it's called. But bear with us. It's, it's our first time doing this and, and things will get better that I'm confident about. But um, I would like to thank Alfie Habishan for joining me today. Um, thank you. He is TCS Networks or the Common Sense Networks um, Executive Manager. 
um, and uh, you, it's me, it's my comedy. Uh, hopefully, um, you enjoyed listening to our voices. That sounds very narcissistic. Hopefully, you loved our Wait, voices. Yeah, hopefully, you enjoyed listening to <laughs> my voice. I'm sorry if I shouted uh, I, I, into the mic. <laughs> when I talk about bullets, um, <laughs> well, listen, we're gonna leave it there. That's it, guys. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.